Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do but no one hears you? It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one-hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed. Most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else. You'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. 
Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. Go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I am super excited that you're here. Today, we are going to talk all about niching down. So this is somewhat of a controversial subject, depending on who you're talking to. I happen to be a firm believer in niching down. However, I also believe that you can be multi-passionate within your brand and your business. So let's dive in and learn a little bit more about niching down. I am often asked about niching down, and so I thought I'd address the most frequently asked questions that I receive. The first question is, why do I need a niche? Here's the nitty gritty about niching down. When you don't have a niche, you aren't able to focus and create content that reaches the people you are meant to serve. I'm going to use a photographer as an example. This is kind of an extreme example, but I really want you to understand where I'm coming from and why I think niching down is so important. Jane loves to work with families and capture memories that will last a lifetime. Nothing makes her happier than capturing those precious moments, smiles, and hugs, and the twirls of children while their parents stand by and take in the joy of the moment. Looking at the proofs after the shoot, Jane's heart skips a beat when she sees the expression of the mom's face as she watched her children candidly connect with each other. Her sales sessions are graceful and produce additional revenue because she is able to sell the memories she's captured and create artwork for her clients' homes and offices. But Jane sees other photographers working all year and doing headshot sessions and wants to tap into that additional source of revenue. She figures it's an easy way to make extra money, especially in the months when family portraits are slower. She starts marketing herself as a headshot photographer. She gets a few clients, but isn't relaxed and doesn't feel good after the sessions. She doesn't have the same confidence when working with professionals as she does when capturing families and children. The lack of confidence is causing her to not trust herself. The lack of trust in herself is coming through during sessions, and her clients don't feel comfortable or trust her. As a result, the clients look flat in their headshot images. They don't look relaxed or approachable. The clients aren't happy, and neither is Jane. She continues down this path and is now being questioned by her family portrait clients about whether or not she is still doing family portraits. The number of likes she's getting on social media are much lower when she posts headshots compared to her family portrait work. What's happening? Jane's messaging has become confusing. She is no longer reaching her ideal audience. She is trying to be everything to everyone, and it isn't working. Business is slowing because people are confused about what she does and who she serves through her photography. The bottom line, as you can see in this example, you need a niche to have focus and define your ideal audience. This is important for having clarity around your brand messaging, for having confidence and trust in the work you do and fulfilling yourself as a business owner and meeting the needs and wants of your clients. The second question I get is, what if I'm multi-passionate? I touched on this in the intro. It's not a problem. You can be multi-passionate. 
but you still need to identify your ideal audience. You can't serve everyone effectively, meaning you can't do everything for everyone and be efficient. When you are speaking to everyone, you are speaking to no one. What I suggest to my clients who are multi-passionate is that they become the brand and have umbrellas underneath the main brand. You can create messaging effectively if you have definitive roles. Let's take Jane as an example. If Jane is multi-passionate about being a family and children's photographer and a headshot photographer, she needs to have clear messaging on her website. She needs to have proof that she is an expert and authority in both types of photography. She can't just flip-flop from one time to another, depending on the time of year and whether or not she is booked with clients. So how can she do this? First of all, her business name should not be some cute little name indicating that she is a family and children's photographer. Doing so would not attract professionals needing a headshot. Likewise, if she had the word headshot in the name of her business, she wouldn't attract family portrait clients. What she can do is use her name or a less specific name for her business and the services page on her website should specify the opportunities people have to work with her. She should also have portfolios for each type of client. Portfolios and testimonials for both types of clients are what will prove that she is an expert in both types of photography. What she shouldn't do is what I used in the example above. You can't be a family portrait photographer part of the year and a headshot photographer the other part of the year, unless, of course, this is your business model and you have effectively established your messaging around that model. Do you see how if she works with one type of client part of the year and the other type of client another part of the year when business gets slow, it looks like she's just trying to keep her pocketbook full of money. Whereas if her website and messaging all state she serves both audiences, she can easily reach both audiences and prove she is a master at both types of photography. Something to remember is an analogy that my friend and previous guest on the show, Pia Silva, made during her interview. If you want more details, you can go back and listen to episode 26. But for now, think of an hourglass. You have the wide open space at the top where all of your ideas and passions are. Then the hourglass becomes narrow. This is where you niche down. Once you niche down, you can identify your ideal audience, focus on finding out where they are so that you can be present on those platforms too, and create brand messaging that is going to resonate with them. Now that you have fine-tuned your brand messaging and your business is functioning at a level that you can manage, you can think about opening back up. Just as the hourglass widens at the bottom, your product offerings can expand. The key is to be sure that they align with your original niche so that you can maintain the clarity and confidence in your messaging. And you're also showing that you can be cohesive and consistent on your website and on your social media platforms. You want both passions or all of your passions that you're going to infuse into your business to align so that you can be clear and concise in all of your messaging across all of your platforms. The third question, how do I decide on my niche? This is where my brand equation comes into play. To identify your niche, you can make a list of your values, visions, and passions. Values come first because if your core values are not at the foundation of your brand or your business, you will not be able to have clarity, confidence, or serve your audience. 
your visions are how you see yourself, how you see yourself interacting with clients, what you see yourself doing, who you see yourself working with and serving. Next are your passions. What lights you up? What is it that you do that makes you feel the most fulfilled, happy, joyful, or accomplished? Is it a hobby? Is it speaking? Is it teaching? We all have something that we do that just lights our heart and soul on fire. When we have finished that task or finished doing what we're doing or interacting with those people, we just feel incredible, satisfied. Now that you have made your three list, where is there crossover? Are there any synergies, marriages, or things that align? Here's an example. Sarah's core values include compassion, empathy, faith, and service. She sees herself working with children, and she sees herself speaking and guiding. Sarah is passionate about sharing her knowledge and has a love of learning. For years, Sarah has been writing as a hobby and putting together snippets of stories and compiling Bible verses that have influenced how she sees the world and how she lives her life and wants her kids to live theirs. Now that Sarah has her list, she can think about where they align. There seems to be a thread with faith, serving, a love of learning, writing, and speaking. What could Sarah do to create a business around her values, visions, and passions? She could write children's books. She could write devotionals for children. She could become a teacher. She could start a YouTube channel or a monthly membership program for children or start a tutoring business for children. The opportunities really are endless if your values are at the core of the business you start. The fourth question is, how do I know that my niche is the right fit for me? This is probably the easiest question to answer. You'll know your niche is right for you when you have absolute clarity and confidence in what you are doing, that you trust yourself as the expert that you are. When you feel fulfilled at the end of the work day, you will know you are on the right track and you won't mind doing the work to get you to the point of success. You will see every part of the journey as a stepping stone toward your end goal. The fifth question and the last for today's episode is, how do I determine my niche can be profitable? I am convinced that any hobby or passion can be turned into a business. Will it be easy to make money initially? Not necessarily. But if you are hesitating to start a business because you are afraid you won't make money, here are some things you can do to help Decide if your business will be profitable. Poll your friends and family and ask if they would purchase your product or service. Join Facebook groups and start polling people in the groups. Ask them if there's a need for whatever it is that you're going to offer, be it a product or a service. Use your Google search bar. There is so much power in it. And see if there are other businesses in your niche. What have other people done that have gone before you? Follow those businesses on social media and see how they are doing. You do not want to emulate what they're doing. You don't want to copy them, but you can use them for idea generation and you can use them to really secure that thought that this is an idea that could be successful. Calculate your overhead, the number of hours you will have to work to create the product or perform the service you are going to offer, and think about how many items or service hours you will have to sell to come out even. Your time is the most precious thing you have. You do not want to work for free, so be sure to put a value on your time. 
And keep in mind that you have a God-given gift that is meant to serve a certain population. There may be others doing what you do, but none of them will be doing it the unique way you do it. If your business model doesn't seem profitable, revisit it and see how you could make changes to allow for a higher profit margin. It could be as simple as, yes, you'll need a storefront or yes, you'll need a studio space. But do you have to have that initially? Can you start your business and modify initially to save money to grow into a place where the profits will be coming in and from there you can expand and increase your expenses and your overhead? If it does seem profitable, start your brand creation by becoming the face of your brand and telling your story. Once you have crafted your story, you can begin marketing by communicating your story and attracting clients. If you have any questions about niching down or finding absolute clarity and confidence around your brand, don't hesitate to reach out. You can book a strategy session with me by visiting my website, www.therobingraham.com slash brand hyphen clarity slash. You can also join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. The group is a great place to poll members, share tips, ask questions, and learn more about brand strategies. I'd love to see you there. Think of it as a place to learn for free and to build your audience and get genuine connections and build relationships to help your business grow once you've launched it. Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and please leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews, I say this all the time, it's in the outro, but they really are what give podcasts life. I truly appreciate the fact that you listen every week. The podcast is growing. We are getting more and more downloads every single week. And my heart is just absolutely fueled. And I am so empowered by the fact that I have your support. So thank you for listening and have an incredible Would you like to be featured on the second phase podcast? It's super easy. Go to my website, robingrahamphotography.com and select the podcast menu option. And there you can record a voice message. Ask me anything you want related to brand marketing strategy or personal branding. I'll answer your question in an upcoming episode and give you and your business a shout out. We'll even tag you on Instagram and Facebook. I can't wait to hear your questions. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second day's podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.